Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And it is our Christmas episode, and you decided to do Christmas Vacation. Because it's a fucking classic, man. Yeah. Se- probably second second best Christmas movie ever made, man. <sighs> Behind, of course, the obvious number one, Die Hard. <sighs> so. Of course you would say that. Um, so, after re-watching this movie, I realized I don't hate it as much. I just hate Chevy Chase. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I get it, like, you know... But it's one of those things like we talk about, like for me, um, up until recently, I've read more stories that have kind of made me like, eh, guy's kind of a dick. Right. But um, I've loved this movie since I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about that all the time. My dad was a big Chevy Chase guy and Fletch, uh, Christmas Vacation, um, Foul Play, like anything with Chevy in it. My dad watched it. And right. When I was a kid, I've seen Chevy Chase movies, but I was never like the biggest fan of his. And I do remember watching this movie. And after re-watching it, I realized it's not Chevy Chase the reason I love this movie. It's because of John Hughes. Like, John, John Hughes can write the fuck out of a movie. Right. And so that's the reason I love this. I do still like this movie. I just can't stand Chevy Chase because of all the things that I've heard over the years. Like I got into community when it came out. I love, love, love community. But the way he was on that show and the things that have come out about him, like him cussing out the director on that voicemail or whatever. And I love Donald Glover to death. Yeah. What he he said to Donald Glover was fucked up. Right. He would make racist jokes to Donald Glover. Donald Glover does not fuck with Chevy Chase. So I don't fuck with Chevy Chase. So it's kind of that thing. But after rewatching this, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in here. Like, I do adore this movie. Well, like I said, man. Like Chevy Chase may be not a good person, but Clark Griswold is a fucking beloved character. I have to admit, back in his day, like during this, like mm. the vacation, Christmas vacation, Fletch, like he was on his A game. Mm-hmm. Like Chevy Chase, fucking Caddyshack, dude. I mean, oh, like, I was gonna bring up yeah. Caddyshack. Like I love him in Caddyshack. Mm. Like that philosophical nerd guy. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, I love him in Caddyshack. Yeah, I. uh I mean, I think he's got good movies, but I definitely feel like Vacation is his best uh, mm-hmm. series. Um, this is my favorite Vacation, obviously, but uh, I, I, we were talking about it earlier. Vegas Vacation is kind of my second favorite. Mm-hmm. You said you hadn't seen it, and I was like, well, I might pick that later on down the road, you know, right. just so you can watch it. Um, but everyone hates Euro Vacation. Yeah, we were just saying, yeah, everybody doesn't really like European Vacation. It's got a couple funny parts, but mm-hmm. like... I don't know, there's nothing as memorable from it as there is obviously in this one and even the original. The original is my third favorite. Yeah, you uh, um, you did give me the reboot on the very first episode on this podcast or first like two or three. Right. It was your first pick on the podcast. Let me say that. Yeah, I think we did like the intro episode and then this. Yeah, or, <laughs> the uh, reboot of vacation. Yeah, vacation. And I hated that movie, but I rewatched the original vacation and it's charming yeah. there's a lot of charm there john candy r.i.p you know he's great in there like it's it, it, it's got good bits you know with the dead ant and mm-hmm. you know obviously but and michael anthony hall who's a badass you know he played rusty in that one right uh my boy johnny galecki plays you know leonard from yeah and big i just bang. realized he's the fucking guy from the big bang theory um but i was gonna say or i did say so the podcast fucking crapped out on us. So we're having to re-record these, this opening episode. So forgive us if we sound a little janky, but, uh, but I was saying before it cut out was, I love the ongoing joke of there's different kids in each vacation movie. 
Yeah. Like I do know that. <laughs> like it's unintentional, but it's still kind of funny to me. Yeah. I think they even make the, the hint at the joke. I think it's either Vegas. He's like, I hardly even, he's like, Rusty. Audrey, I hardly even recognize y'all anymore. <laughs> I think it's Vegas Vacation, he says it. But oh, like, my um, third one, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that is cool that they've used, and uh, Juliette Lewis plays Audrey in this one. I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I'm not the biggest fan of Juliette Lewis. I don't know what it is. I think she's probably like the sweetest girl on earth, mm. and I don't know it, but I just do not like her. You know what's crazy is how many iconic movies she's in. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you want to be like, oh, she's not that good, but she's in a lot of she's great lot movies. Of fucking, like, a lot, dude. Even, uh him put her in one of her their music videos to yeah. play Juliet like yeah, I mean, from one of their songs so like she's in so many iconic movies it's just I don't know like every time I see her I just want to punch her in the face I some, don't know what it some is movie, I, I feel you on that because some movies it's worse than others for me yeah. like there's some stuff I, I enjoy her in this one but. I didn't mind because she's used just enough that it doesn't annoy me <laughs> well I mean she's young too so right. like she's got a lot of minor role in this one Beverly D'Angelo is fucking great in this movie. I love her. Yeah, this is probably, out of all the vacations, this is probably the one she shines the most in. Yeah. Come on, Sparky. Can I just say, I fucking love, I had to look through the, because I didn't really know who he was, but William Hickey, the old man with yes. the, the fucking, I love him in this movie. Yes. He, every time he speaks, it's just gold. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> And it has uh, Grandma's Boy in here. My boy Randy Quaid. Yeah. Doris Roberts. E.G. Marshall. Yeah. A lot of the the ones that played the Grandpa John Randolph, like mm-hmm. they, they've been in a bunch of movies. Uh, right. Diane Ladd. Um, but I love, uh, like, look how big, look how big Rocky is now. Mm-hmm. Like, look at him. Like, that guy's like 45 now. So rewatching this movie, I came into like wanting to hate it, but you know, there's so like John Hughes is so good at writing movies. Like that's the reason he's the goat at these kind of movies. I think this movie is so great and people love it so much because it's so relatable to parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I felt you, that. you put so much in to make sure your kids have this best magical Christmas. You know what I mean? You want it to be better than the ones you had. And there's always shit that just gets in your way and yeah, fucks and it up. Like, the, you know, in a perfect world, everything would go off without a hitch. But that's what's great. And I think that Chevy Chase has done a great job of playing that, that dumbass. You the know one thing mean? that I really enjoyed about this movie is it came out. When did it come out? Like 1980? Really not even dummy. He's just like a very 1989. Dude. So, yeah, but he he's playing the cliche um toxic masculinity kind of thing. Like the guy that always has to be doing the best but fucking it up kind of thing. Like he's always has to have the biggest tree. He always has to has the 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 fastest sled. Right. You know what I mean? That toxic masculinity. So that I found that very amusing watching this movie is even in back in 1989 they recognized toxic masculinity and was just making fun of it yeah i i love the fact that um like i just feel like you know how there's certain people that are just born to play roles like this dude is clark goes wild forever I yeah think that's why like it doesn't matter how much terrible shit i hear i'm just like i don't care bro. right that's true that's that's clark <laughs> clark goes wild. clark's having a bad day all right? it, it happens <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so um if you've for some reason never seen this movie uh what's great is clark griswold who's in, been in the vacation series um he works for a company that 
dehydrates food. Is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't even pay attention yeah, well, when I was like rewatching. I was like, actually, what is his job? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really ever really talk about yeah, yeah, it a yeah. lot. But this one, you get to meet his boss, which is played by Bill Murray's dad, which is so crazy because of how much Bill Murray and him hate each other. Right. That his dad would be like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I just realized how long it's been since I've seen this dude play in a movie. Oh, he's so good, though, man. He is a good. Yeah. Bill Murray's dad. I feel like we just watched what he was in. Probably. He's always popping up in like random. Yeah fucking rolls but uh yeah so he's uh thinking he's gonna get a big christmas bonus this year and he wants to put a pool in for the family you know so they can enjoy it they live in um chicago is it chicago well it's suburban illinois i was gonna say do you notice a lot of movies take place in chicago but i'm really just thinking about home alone in this fucking movie (laughs) i was just about to say anything with john hughes will always take place in uh, illinois Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, most of them, the ones he did in the 80s, like the Brat Pack movies, mm-hmm. all of those took place in Aurora, Illinois. Right. And there is no Aurora because Jay makes that joke about it in Dogma. Uh-huh. And it's just like, yo, where all the bitches are fine and all the dudes are whiny pussies. So we thought we'd clean up. You know what's fucked up, man? There is no fuck. It's Sherman, Illinois. That's what it is. Oh, Sherman, there Illinois. There is yeah. no fucking Sherman, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I caught the reference, but that makes sense. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I put it together over the years. Right. The first time I saw Dogma, I was like 12. So that one went right, <laughs> over, right, over, your head. right over my head. Um, This came out during the National Lampoon era. Yeah. When they were still dropping like bangers. Right. What happened to National Lampoon? You know the what I'm saying? Like the last one I remember was Van Ryan, Wilder. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Wilder. Yeah. Yep. Same. Like, kind of hard to top that, though. If I'm being honest, I think it was like the first one I came across when I like recognized National Lampoon. Right. You know what I mean? Um, they kind of got into the B movies. Yeah, they got I into was the X-rated. You know, like the, the the hardcore humors. Right. I was watching a video and they were talking about some of the worst. Like, there's actually a sequel to this movie. Did you know that? Yeah, with just Randy Quaid. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had the balls to watch it. That's I heard. That's where National Lampoon kind of like took the dive yeah. and just started sucking. Randy Quaid's kind of fell off in a bad one, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially in that movie. And that came out in 2003. So I couldn't imagine where he's at now. You know, what's crazy. Uh, I saw him in the movie ice harvest. Mm-hmm. He plays like the big bad. He only has like one scene at the end of the movie, but it's so good. Really? He does. He has such a good, like fucking speech and like great dialogue with John Cusack. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's John Cusack. <laughs> Bobby, Billy Bob Thornton and Randy Quaid and like I think what's it called? Couple, Ice Harvest. No, I haven't seen it. I have heard of it though. The Ice Harvest. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked stupid, but my dad watched it and he was like, "You should watch this movie." <laughs> my dad does the same thing. Like you think your parents don't have a good taste in movies until they like suggest a movie and you watch it. And you're like, "This shit's actually pretty badass." <laughs> That's how my dad is. He watches because he watches everything. He watches like those B movies and random movies. He's like, "I watched it." It's not the good. Don't waste your time. I got to give credit to the older par when it's due. I mean, he has definitely expanded his mind as far as what he'll watch now. Oh, yeah. But back when I was a kid, it was straight action. Like, Same. If there Same. wasn't an action movie, maybe a comedy. He'd do comedy, too, or an action comedy. Fuck, he loved 48 Hours. <laughs> I've probably seen 48 Hours as much as any other movie I've ever seen in my life. It really? That's he funny because that uh, Mick... He always talks about 48 hours. He uh, loves 48 hours. I'm surprised he hasn't talked about it on the podcast as many times as he's been on here. You know, Shout out to Mick. <laughs> you know, when you talk about like um, like movies with like different race guys that mm-hmm. are like the lead, like Le- Lethal Weapon and 
Nobody ever brings up 48 Hours because I Eddie Murphy is fucking fantastic. He's at the height of his mania. Yeah, Eddie 48 mania. Hours is like a cult action movie, and I don't know why. And Nick Nolte was like the whitest man in America at that right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they made that shit work. The second one, good, not as good. Yeah, but anyways, we're getting way off topic. But anyway, yeah, we haven't talked about this movie at all. Anyways, so Christmas classic. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so he wants to get a pool for his family, and um, he goes to see his boss, and he like brings him a gift. And Bill Murray's dad looks up, and he's just like, "Put it with the rest." And he turns around, it's like way far into the movie. Why are you starting in the middle of the movie? Oh, Am well, I? It doesn't work. Am it I? doesn't matter. I felt just setting up the overall. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I love that all the presents were the same. Like yeah, they yeah, obviously yeah. got them the same fucking gift. Right, all of them did. Because <laughs> it's wrapped exactly ass. the same with like different wrapping paper, with the same fucking bow. Since we're already in the conference room, I love that scene where the boss he's like, "All right, goodbye, sir." And he's like, "Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, <laughs> fuck you, happy Hanukkah." <laughs> I love that he I love when he picks up the phone and he's like, I got an important phone call. Hey Jenny, give me someone. And while I'm waiting, give me someone to talk to while you're getting that person. Give me someone to yell at while I'm waiting. That was was so fucking good. I love that so much. I always wonder what's like ad libbed in movies, and I feel like that was ad libbed. Yeah, it's like who's gonna tell Bill Murray's dad? Right. That's not gonna work. (laughs) So he uh he wants to throw the most magical Christmas ever. And like I said, that's why it's this movie's so great and it's so relatable because every dad wants. Well, that's what you said. It's so relatable because I've like, even this year, like I don't have kids, but I do experience, you know, the things that go into Christmas or whatever. Mm. So we talked about this outside of the podcast. We always buy real trees. And you said the same thing. Like yes. the only thing that goes in our house are real trees. Yeah. It's a bummer. Me, me and the wife made that pack when we got together. Like we are only having real trees. So every year we get a real tree. We have been together 10 years. Trees were $40 when we got together. Trees are $65 now. I don't give a shit. And Greg. I can touch the top. Like someone's getting fucked here and I know it's me. <laughs> it's not the tree company no it's not the tree company definitely not yeah. but i am getting shafted but i will still pay the money even if it gets up to a hundred dollars i'm like i hate this but I'm i don't give a shit it. if i gotta steal it to get right. the motherfucker in my house if i have to pull, pull a, a, a a griswold and go out into the fucking forest and pull it out with my car i don't know where in florida we would find where i don't know but i'll place. fucking look for it we'll look we'll find there it. is a deleted scene did you know that there are deleted scenes in this movie. I feel like I feel like I do, but I don't know which one like off the top of my head. So they were going to get the tree, right? And this scene, whenever he's like, Dad, did you bring a saw? And he looks up like, oh, obviously he didn't bring a saw. So apparently there's a deleted scene where he goes up and talks to the guy that sale, sells the trees. And there's this like huge poster and it says a bunch of shit. But at the end of it, it says, like, bring your own damn saw. <laughs> But it's this like dude dressed up in a Santa Claus outfit and he's drinking and smoking in this like lounge chair. <laughs> I wish that was in the movie. They should have left that in. Yes. Yeah, uh, but good. it is a good cut though. He's like, did you bring a saw? And then the next scene is him driving. Dragging the roots and all. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you put two and two together. So that's comedic cutting. And so I get it. Um, just every situation. Like he says he wants a magical Christmas. So not only is he going to have his parents there. He's going to have her parents there and then they're going to have their Sounds kids. Sounds like a nightmare. And she's like, are you sure you want to have everybody here? It's like, I want an old fashioned home style Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's gonna be great. We're gonna we got plenty of room. It'll How do you good. guys do Christmas? You and the wife. Um. Well, we get up in the morning, and you know the kids see what Santa brought them and all that good stuff. Right, right, right. And then uh, usually my wife will like make breakfast, and then because it's my mom's birthday, we usually go over there. It's your mom's birthday, Christmas. Yes. Oh, I yes. didn't know that. My mother and Jesus share the same birthday. Do you buy her like extra gifts? For Christmas, like I, these are your presents for your it, birthday and these are Christmas. It's it's like a shitty thing I'm saying, but like it's not bad. Like I get her two gifts, one for her birthday and one for Christmas. And I just feel like growing up that had to suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Like she definitely got fucked out of presents. Right. You know what I mean? hundred percent. But my mom's not that type of person to yeah, be like I get that. You know. She gets off she's like my wife, like they get off on giving much more than they do giving. I'm the same way. Like uh the wife made a comment. She's like, You love gift giving more than I've ever met anyone in my life. And I was like, I don't know why. I just love giving people shit. Like you have a present waiting for you right now. I know, I know. It was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that was, it was great. Uh, I'm gonna use it tomorrow. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, like and that's the I'm the complete opposite. I'm selfish as shit. Like I love <laughs> getting gifts well we make a perfect couple i'll just buy you all the things nick <laughs> and you could just open them and be happy like <laughs> if you want to see a seven-year-old excitement on a fucking grown man's face i got you like i could sell that shit with the best me home. i'm the worst gift gift give like a uh, gift receiver yeah because uh we've mentioned it before i have uh the dark knight trilogy um, an artist did a original piece of the dark or uh, Batman begins the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises. It's a three piece picture and I fucking love it. It's one of the first gifts my wife got me for uh, Christmas. But when I opened it, she's like, you don't like them. And I was like, I don't know what they are. Like I'm trying to figure it out because I don't know what they are kind of thing. And, uh, I was like, these are really awesome. She's like, you act like you hate them. I was like, I'm sorry. I suck at this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my hands. Right, right, right. I just have them up by my chin, and I was like, thank you. You can go ahead and put those down by your side. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. so all that plays into it. You know, right. he wants to he wants to make sure the kids have a great time. And, of course, the kids are fucking miserable because their grandparents are there. And mm, like, they have to sleep in the same bed, which is kind of weird. Like, brother and brother, I get it. Sister and sister, I get it. But brother and sister in the same bed? I don't know. Kind of weird. I mean, there were times growing up that, like, we would go on trips and they'd only have, like, one bed. Me and my sister would sit up in it. Like, it's, like, weird if you make I guess it. it's not weird for you guys, but everyone else, we're like, right. that's kind of weird. Because <laughs> I, I, I had a brother growing up, so it was whatever. Well, the age difference was about the same between me and... What is the age difference between you and your sister? Uh, four years. Same with me and my brother, four yeah. years. Fuck. But it's just reversed. Like, obviously, I'm the older and Audrey's I'm the older. older. Well, I'm just saying, like, for the movie. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. you and your brother. Yeah. But I always said, like, you know, having a brother would have been cool, but, you know, my sister's been pretty awesome to me over the years. It is pretty cool, except me and my brother are both introverts, and we did our own things. Like, right. we didn't really do much together. Oh, I was a terrible brother when I was younger. Were like, you? I tried to, like, abandon her when I was good, <laughs> like... Because it was always fucking take your sister with you. Everywhere yeah, yeah, I fucking yeah, yeah. go, take your sister. And then I got to beat the shit out of people because they want to try my sister. You know, like. I get that. I, I, I remember you telling me a story about that. Like some guy was like, hey, can I fuck your sister? And you're like, can you get fucked? Like. I'm about, you're about to get fucked. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not how you want. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, anyways, but we're getting off topic again. Uh, 
I know we've been drinking, so this movie is going to be fucking all over the place, or this review is going to be all over the place, rather. But it's Christmas. So it's Christmas, so fuck it. Enjoy. You Enjoy yeah. animals. <laughs> Get on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> I wish that was a real movie so fucking bad. Same. Bro. How has someone not made that into a real movie? Like, oh, because the old dude's been dead for a hundred years. I mean, I get that, but you can still take those two scenes and kind of like make a whole movie out of them. I wanted you to get your ugly, yellow, <laughs> no good. Not the Home Alone review. <laughs> Such a good movie. It is quintessential Christmas movie. It's Home Alone and Home Alone 2. For sure. Although I will say, dude, I, I do enjoy the second one quite a bit. Um, we the took first a, one is just... We took a vote. Uh, we had our friends from Chicago uh, down, and we took a vote. Mm-hmm. And we were split down the middle. Two of us love Home Alone 2. Other two love Home Alone 1 better. Mm. So you're a Home Alone 2 guy. I'm a Home Alone 1 guy. You're a Home Alone 1 guy? Yes. Fuck off. Home Alone 2 is I so much better. I told you I love 2, but 1 is the best. Bro. In the comments, tell us. Are you a Home Alone 1 or a Home Alone 2 person? Yes. Home Alone 2 rules. We're a podcast divided. We need, we need, a, I need people <laughs> to tell this guy he's fucking crazy. No, fuck you. Home Alone 2 is so much listen, better. Listen, listen, listen. Home Alone 2 has better traps. I'll give you that. He's almost jigsaw. Not only that, the but the there's so one. much more heart, too. The pigeon lady, the fucking toy store guy. What are you like, talking about? That old man saved his fucking life. <laughs> he was going to drown in the house. He took the shovel and put it to work. Ooh, that, was was one, that was one guy. Not to mention this old fuck lost his family and he's pouring salt out on the sidewalk for all these people to tell him he's a fucking serial Cry killer. Cry me a fucking river. Oh, you're, this lady's living with pigeons. Man, flag on the play, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's got just as much fucking heart as the second one. I don't think so. That woman was living in pigeon shit. What's exactly. Magical? He didn't even give her any of the money he stole. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kev, you bought her a little fucking pigeon. She's like, I can't They're eat They're friends forever. <laughs> I know they would have never done it, but how great would a deleted scene been when he hands her that little dove and she's like, huh, I can't fucking eat this, can I, Kevin? <laughs> I got fucking thousands of birds to feed. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to start eating them. It's officially the Home Alone 2, Home Alone 1 podcast <laughs> Debate, <review>. debate, <laughs> debate. <laughs> I didn't know you were Home Alone 1 guy. Oh, I didn't realize we, uh, this betrayal of friendship. <laughs> can't believe i've been doing this podcast with you this long <laughs> fucking what four years in and i just learning this about you yeah so uh christmas yeah. vacation so when they bring the tree back and he fucking cuts the rope this what, is what i was talking about i before. love that shit it just knocks the fucking windows out on both sides you know what's funny is i actually watched a tiktok of this happening to somebody like it knocked him on his ass when he cut it open it was fucking hilarious That's great yeah. and he's like a lot of sap in here <laughs> So for the rest of the scenes, like for the next time, like, he's, he's reading a fucking magazine and it's fucking stick. That is the most relatable thing in this movie because fuck sap. Like, really? He's like, and she pulls it off and then he gets his hair, his hand stuck in her hair. And like, it's just, it's great. If Chevy Chase has that gift, like physical comedy. I mean, physical comedy is his thing, but it's like I said, pratfalls are just not my thing. Like they don't really make me laugh. And sarcasm. Like he Sarcasm, was Ryan yes. Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds. Yes, I'll give him that. Um, like that scene in, I know John Hughes wrote it, but he played it perfectly. The scene in the mall when he's looking at the girl's tits. Yeah. Like 
and he can't stop saying tits or nipples or whatever relating to her cleavage was fucking hilarious. So, Hell yeah. I mean, I know it's like way before it's time because everyone wears shirts like that, even me. So, but yeah, that it's, a, he's got little subtleties of this movie. that are just fucking great. Um, what was the one he, she's like, um, something about Randy, something Randy Queet says, he's like, I'd like to put some around you. Or, uh, no, I'm thinking of Jingle All the Way. <laughs> but Phil Harbin's like, you yeah, should put some chain on those tires. It's supposed to get slippery. Right, right, right. Put some chains on you. <laughs> there was this meme going around that says, uh, when I was growing up, I thought I was more like uh, uh, Clark Griswold. But the more I realize, I'm more like Howard. Howard Griswold. Yeah. Or not Howard, but uh, what's his name? Eddie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Randy Quaid, he he makes this movie, man. It's like, that's another great thing. Like, uh, the bit where he's trying to get the fucking house lit. It's probably one of the most iconic scenes of the movie. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And he's like, drum roll, please. And they're like fucking freezing out there. And the old people are drinking and shit. Because you know, back in the day when you used to do lights, like yeah. the wife made a comment, like they fixed that. Like mm-hmm. if you have one light out, none of them work. Who fucking designed that? Please, I hope that guy got fired because fuck you. Yeah, I hope they strangled him. With I the remember, I remember changing out light bulbs to get them to work. I remember my dad making me do that shit. Really, Something I couldn't. With that strip, you gotta, you gotta check them. Gotta check them. Here's a good one. You gotta change each one out until they come up. Then until they light till up. Till till one of them turns on, son. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> If he, like, gave you a bad one to test them with, though, mm-hmm. like, the whole thing, you'd just be, I've been here for a fucking hour. Right. <laughs> Broke. Oh, God. You, you guys don't have to worry about that these days. Lights uh, just work. But right before he does it, he's like, joy to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. And uh, it turns out, like, because he's got 35,000 extension cords doing right. it. And, uh, and the safety hazard of fucking, like, outlets. Yeah. Where the fucking light switches. By the way, light switches like that are fucking stupid. Like light switches that are hooked to a fucking outlet like that. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. I have one in my room. Do you really? Yeah, it's oh, they're so annoying. But that's kind of like what it is. It's hooked up to a switch, yeah. and she doesn't do it until later on in the movie. But he's like, he's hanging up all the lights and stuff, and he's like, Russ, we we checked. He's like, Yeah, Dad, we 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 definitely checked. I remember. By the way, they uh. They say the reason Chevy Chase is so fucked up because of all the pratfalls that he did. Mm. Like his body just he's he fucked up his body over his lifetime, which like I applaud you for, you know, sacrificing your body for comedy. But when he punches Santa in the face, you can tell that shit hurt. Yeah. The way he reacts to that, the way he holds his hand like that shit fucking hurt. You know, he punched that Santa right in the nose. Yeah. Like I saw it when I was watching it. I was like, that one hurt, didn't it, Chevy? Um, yeah, cause there's been, I've heard of him getting into it with people plenty of times. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, Bill Murray and him fought when he went back to host SNL after he left the show after one right. season. Um, can you imagine that though? That was the, like, if I'd been alive in 75 when that sh- show started. But that's the reason I hate, like, I hate him as a person because yeah. he was, he was the first season of SNL and then he left SNL and he literally told everyone, I'm going to go make more money and just abandon everyone. That's like the same thing with us. Like if you're like, hey, some 
podcast is going to give me more money. So peace out, Greg. Like right. I'd be fucking pissed. No, I get it. And then Bill Murray took his spot on SNL and then he tried to like come back and do like a special episode and Bill Murray's like, fuck you, which I'm not the biggest Bill Murray fan anyway. So you don't have to he's worry, not bro. like, I would always give you the chance to outbid them before I left. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity. That's oh, it's fucking awesome of you, dude. But uh, yeah, so uh, he's just like he at first, like him hanging the lights, and he fucking staples his fucking coat to the to the fucking house. That mm-hmm. shit's hilarious to me. And then he like falls, and he's just hanging by his fucking coat. <laughs> Great. I've watched so many fucking fail videos of ladders. I don't want to ever get on a ladder ever again, dude. And like that house is so big. It's like, so big. Like whenever he jacks up the ladder the first time and he walks all the way up it, I was like, how big is your, you live in a castle. Well, I mean with the attic, you got figures three stories, right? So fucking fuck all that. Um, like I only have a single story home and I don't want to hang up lights cause it's too much work. Right. I couldn't imagine a fucking two slash three story house. So there is a point where the grandparents show up and they kind of take over and this shit becomes a little more stressful. <laughs> well, then, like I said, they're standing outside. He's trying to get the lights on. Well, Beverly D'Angelo's like, well, honey, I think we did all we can tonight. We ought to go home. And he's like, she's like, you want me to do the drum roll thing again? And he's <laughs> like, no, no, it's okay. And he's like, keeps fucking with it, fucking with it. And sure enough, she goes inside and like turns on the light and then it fucking does the major. uh, Oh, I forgot about like like, uh, sets off the fucking nuclear reactor or whatever. Oh, speaking of, I would have been funny because they show the nuclear reactor and they have to turn on a special uh, switch to like turn on the electricity to the rest of the fucking community because he's draining all the power. It would have been funny if they put Clark Griswold emergency like tag above it or around it that would have been kind of amusing right that was a missed opportunity there they um because they knew it's always his yeah house. he like shut the grid down yeah yeah because yeah. of how many lights it was right he's like it stings my eyes dad he's like well you're not supposed to look right at it <laughs> you'll look right into it son it's like the sun you just admire it right your eyes peeled i forgot uh julia lewis Dreyfus is in this from you know friends. Oh yeah, her and her husband and her husband. Great. They uh, they're the like pretentious rich people that are neighbors. I was gonna say to. they're the original like Ken and Karen, right? Or, or right. whatever you know, Ken and Karen. Yeah, because when the lights come up, they like are blinded. <laughs> they're like get ready to fuck. <laughs> he busts his ass. <laughs> what is it when he slips and the fucking icicles go through their window and then it melts and she's like, why the fuck is the floor wet? Why is the window broken? What the fuck did it? Something broke it. There was a murder with an icicle. Because there's no evidence. Oh, uh, she was in this movie. Have you ever seen that? I'm sorry. I'm just looking through IMDb. I'm yeah, um, that was another one that he did right before the right drop. before he passed away. Yeah, um, we're talking about uh, Gandolfini. Uh, James Gandolfini. It's called Enough Said. Him and her did a movie together, and it was actually kind of a cute movie. I ran into Steve-O the other day. He told me he's watching The Sopranos. I was like, I've never been so more proud of you. Yeah. Like, he's like, I was like, on the last season, and I didn't finish it. I need to start it all over again. What would you? I don't know. Life gets in the way. First part of season six, you can skip. Oh, yeah. really? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When he gets into the dream sequences, I kind of check out. That's kind of like right around the same time. Yeah. Because he, uh, he gets shot or whatever. But, um... 
But yeah, uh, there's cool kills and shit. That's the only thing that kept me in it mm-hmm. because there's other stuff that's going on that I'm just like, I don't care about this. <laughs> but um, anyways, back to that. But yeah. so he gets the light. Well, it's like everybody was making fun of him because he couldn't get the light. So he's kind of going around one by one and like letting everybody give him his pat on the back. And his dad's like, this is terrific, son. Couldn't have done it better myself. And I forgot the... Uh, Beverly D'Angelo's parents are like the dad. He's like, you know, the asshole father-in-law. He's like, yeah, probably, probably, probably could have hung him a little better, or a little yeah. straighter, or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> and then the moms, you know, they give him, you know, and his mom's a sweetheart, and she's like, thanks, mom. She's like, oh yeah, she says that before. She's like, I can imagine it, and it's breathtaking. Good job, babe. Thanks, it's like I felt that because yeah. my mom is like that. Yeah, all moms, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't say all moms. moms. Some, yeah, some people have some shout shitty out mom. to great moms. Shout out to great moms. I'm sorry if you have a uh, shitty, shitty mom. mom. You can borrow mine because she's a saint. You can't borrow mine, but I won't make you feel like shit because my mom's are better <laughs> than yours. Because you know, you can't have her if she's mine. But uh, yeah, the uh, so then of course that's when we get introduced to Eddie and them, who's been in every one of these. Actually, I don't know if he's in European. I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like he's got to be. I told you I haven't seen the European one, so I'm not sure. Well, he's in Vegas, he's in Christmas, and he's in the original. And he might be. So if he's not in... You know what's crazy? They didn't put him in the reboot. Good. And they put Chevy and Beverly in it. They did, didn't they? They At the end of the movie. They really did. Yeah. Shout out to one of our first episodes. I think uh, we talked about it before the fucking podcast broke out, but you uh, gave me the reboot of the vacation. The original vacation. It was one of your first picks. So I still put that movie on when I have a shitty day, man. Like, I think it's fucking gold. I cannot bring myself to shit. Whenever they took the fucking shit steam bath or whatever it was called whatever oh, that was nasty as fuck that's when i checked out i was like no fuck this movie there is that one funny part if you want to check it out go around watch the other podcast so <laughs> you gotta scroll for a minute <laughs> it's pretty far down on the list right it's it's very it's pretty down there but there's uh, some gold in in that catalog though there is yeah which i don't know if anybody knows this or if, i don't know how long some of our listeners have been but uh me and Greg, you know, like every channel on YouTube and in in podcasting, you know, you start at zero. And thanks to all of y'all that's been supporting us, like we've almost hit a hundred thousand streams. Like, yeah, that is insane. Right. We're probably over a hundred k if you no. add all the other platforms. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. You know what I'm saying? But just with YouTube, we're almost at a hundred k, which right. is amazing. Thank y'all so much because. Like, honestly, like I said, we started zero and couldn't do this without you <laughs> for real. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, we appreciate all the support. And I told Nick, I was like, we're almost at a hundred thousand like listeners, which, you know, is we should do like a throwback. We like should, a- I wanted to do a special episode when we hit a hundred thousand views where we talk about our favorite movies that we've done. Mm. The Once least favorite it. movies yeah. that we've done and just have a special episode about it because it's a milestone. You know what else was a super fun episode I was thinking about the other day? Hmm. The guilty pleasures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I could definitely do another guilty pleasures. List. Well, I wanted to do like a top 25, top 20, something like that. Movies mm-hmm. of all time. Oh, where we spend a week trying to figure out what our top 25 movies are of all time. 
That would, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. And then just talk about it. Just do list back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah. That'd be a good idea for the... Maybe we should. Uh, When we hit 100,000, maybe we'll do our favorite episodes we've done, favorite movies we've done, least favorite movies we've done, and then top 25 movies of all time. I'll fuck with that. I love that idea. Yeah. So... Yeah. We're very close. Very, very close. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you get introduced to Eddie, and he's like, thanks, Eddie. And he's like, Eddie! You know, because they're... So Eddie's his brother, right? Cousin. No, it's it's Beverly D'Angelo's cousin. Oh, what the fuck? It's his wife's cousin. I couldn't so. imagine my wife's cousin showing up at my house acting like we're family because we're not. I'd have been like, how the fuck did you turn out normal and look at these fucking people? You're right. Um, his wife's a really sweet woman. She's kind of an idiot, but like she's she's nice. And uh, they pulled up an RV. Mm-hmm. And, and his son has the most rat tail I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's It's classic. Yeah. It's that classic, uh, what's his name? Garth Brooks throwback. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, and I forget what, what the daughter, they were like, does she still have a... Uh, oh, cross-eyed. Is she still cross Or no, they're like, I can't believe she's still not cross-eyed. He's like, you kicked by a donkey, you get cross-eyed. You kick by it again, you fucking fixed. Who, who would have thought? Who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> and then his fucking dog has an allergies. Oh, and it's this gigantic fucking Rottweiler. Yeah. That's, that's even better. <laughs> Uh, he's got a sinus problem, Clark. You, you he snots stay, everywhere. You want to go ahead and stay away from him when he's doing that. <laughs> if he starts humping your leg, just let him finish. Just let him finish. You'd be better off. I wish you. Uh, I wish you wouldn't feed your dog from the table, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he got into the trash. <laughs> I ain't feeding him. He must have got into your trash. Yeah, there's trash. I would have fucking beat that dog. Honestly, I'm bitch, sorry. get up and come clean this. Right, right, hundred percent. Uh, if another person's dog got into my trash my dog knows better first of all bro why is your big ass fucking dog in my house right right let him fuck your rv up yeah yeah his ass up in there yeah if he's gonna go through my trash and fuck my shit up he needs to be in your rv and i get it it's like winter and they don't want to leave him outside but that's not my fucking dog so i didn't tell you to bring him matter of fact didn't even tell you to come so but yeah that's what makes it that's what makes it a great movie right um, Every time I drink, I want to turn off this light. Like I just want the ambiance. The light's like too much. You got the clicker, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but it feels weird being in the fucking dark with another man. I guess, like I can't. I mean, we're not in the now. dark. I mean, we have light. It's just not as bright. You're right. You want me to turn the lamp on? No, <laughs> the lamp. <laughs> I mean, oh. the fact we're spooning has nothing to do with the lighting. All right. <laughs> Good thing there's not video. We're on a love seat right now, guys. I'm actually it's- sharing a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> We're this close from Eskimo kissing like, <sighs> while we talk. Uh, giving oh, each yeah. other butter- butterfly kisses. Oh my god, dude. This fucking episode's off the rails. I told you I pre-game, pre-gamed <laughs> you on did. this episode. You I don't did. know you why. You warned me. <laughs> Guess I shouldn't have participated. I should have fucking stayed. Okay, you had so- to be the control. <laughs> For once... You were supposed to be the god. Um, but yeah, um, so they go <laughs> they go tobogganing, which is fucking great. And oh, yeah, and he rubs the fucking his... This cooking oil spray. Cooking he uses oil his spray. fucking company is the only one that can 
I do love it. Like it caught me off guard because I haven't seen this in so fucking long. He rubs his cooking oil on his uh, sled, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what else to call it. It's a fucking sled. Well, it's a dish. It's, it's a metal dish. It's Captain America's shield. Pretty much. <laughs> but, and then when he takes off, it like like a rocket. Yeah. Like, it's like leaving back to the future scorches. It kind of made me laugh because it took me off guard. It was kind of funny. Like, Oh, I love when he's doing like 360s and he's doing the Chevy faces like. Ah, you know and all that shit and then he fucking goes through a parking lot <laughs> and by the time he stops the thing's fucking gone like yeah later in the movie it shows yeah, randy quaid pulls it out of the trash <laughs> fucking burnt on the bottom <laughs> i love throwback jokes um and he's like eddie you gonna take a turn he's like oh no clark i got a metal i got a metal plate in my head still i might get hurt <laughs> No, then it turns like I have a fucking plastic plate. I don't trust the, the government's plastic to oh, keep right. me protected. Oh God. That's too funny. Um <laughs> he said when the wife turns on the microwave, I forget where I'm at for a second, who I am, and I pee everywhere. Some, some dumb shit like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I said, it's so fucking it's so fucking cool. Like the the little uh back and forth between him and Clark through the whole movie. You know, he shows. He, I think he tells him that he's borrowing the the RV from yeah, a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he sold his house to get borrow the RV from a friend, but really, they're just they're on tough times. He's lost his job. <laughs> I love that his wife was like, "He's waiting on a manager position." <laughs> it's funny because I've heard that shit before. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a job. He's waiting on a manager position, even though he doesn't have a job. He has no um, credentials. Or, yeah, right. Or, uh, special skills. Yeah, but you. You think you could be the boss, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> and it is kind of sad part because I've been there. Like you know, you have family members and stuff that they you know like they can't really do anything for their kids because they just. My they whole thing it. is like, if you have fucking kids, you need to do whatever it fucking takes to provide. I don't care if you need to flip burgers at McDonald's. You need to be bringing home a paycheck. Well, I think that's the point of it is to show that like Clark is a good guy because he's yeah. like. Even though he hates his fucking job, he's still going to work and bring home a check for his family. Well, not only that, but he doesn't fucking like Eddie at all. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he would rather fucking, and then like, you know that through this movie, like, he's putting all these people up, all this food, all that, all the shit that they destroyed. Like, his fucking credit cards are melting. Yeah. From yeah, all yeah. the money he's he, spending. he is waiting, which is so fucking realistic right now. He's like waiting on a bonus mm. to pay off his fucking credit cards so to get this pool. He thinks he's going to be breaking even and right. this and that. And, you know, he gets Eddie and them's Christmas for their kids. And uh, Eddie's just walking through the store. And, like, I've I've seen motherfuckers. God like damn this. it. This fucking up. This fucking scene. He's putting bags of dog food in Gigantic the car. Gigantic fucking bags. He's of putting dog food. so many different bags of dog. It, like, like I could I couldn't listen to the conversation they were having because I was concentrating on the dogs of the bags of dog food he kept putting in the car. That's all he kept putting in there was beer and dog food. Yeah, like, it was like and then he get wet dog food and then he went back to the dry dog food. He got like five different bags of different dry dog food. I'm like, why is your dog so fucking eclectic with this? Because he got the dog from Sandlot. That's why it's massive fucking <laughs> Rottweiler. And uh, so. And then the grand, the great grandparents come. This is by far. I, I think I, I mentioned it before the podcast went out, but if I mentioned it already, I'm sorry. A what? <laughs> this fucking guy, William Hickey, was the by, by far the my favorite episode, favorite person in this movie because 
um, his wife, what, May Bethany, let's just call her Bethany, is just kind of out there. She's like has dementia or she has Aunt something. Bethany, yeah. Yeah. Great Aunt Bethany, yeah. <laughs> she is out there and he's having to like correct her on everything. Like, hey, this isn't a new say grace. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. The- and she does the fucking, and then of course they all stand up and shit. It's great. Have you seen the TikToks of those? Nah. So girls are getting these like new boyfriends and they're bringing them over for dinner, like a family dinner or whatever. And she's like, wouldn't it be funny if we all stood up for the pledge of allegiance and not tell him about it. <laughs> so that's what they do is they're like, they'll stand up, they'll put a camera up for TikTok, and then be like, we pledge allegiance. He's standing up confused. Like, okay, I guess they do. <laughs> and then they spin around three times and then eat dinner. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And I realized this is where they got it from. I'm really rethinking the shit out of being part of this. He just fucks uh, out. He's like, no, fuck everything about no, this. No, fucking, I'm out, dude. This I'm is out. This is weird. This is too fucking weird. Next Y'all thing you're going to have fucking cult suicide. No, I'm you're out. going to pass out the Kool-Aid. I'm out, dude. I'm fucking out. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like senile old as shit. All right. And, but uh, uh, boy, Mickey is so fucking funny because he's like, I need a stogie. I need to go smoke my stogie. Can I get you? Can I get you an ashtray for your cigar? Because <laughs> he just keeps ashing the motherfucker wherever he wants. And then as they're eating dinner, he's like, "I'm gonna go smoke a stogie," and he goes, lights it up by the tree, and it fucking lights this tree to heaven. Oh, and then the fucking squirrel, man. Oh, the squirrel's fucking. The squirrel is gold, dude. Yeah, it really is because they act like it's a fucking like it's like this rabid like fucking a predator like a bear or something right 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 a, bre- a bear has been hiding in the tree where the hell is Eddie? did he eat these things oh well clark he found out they were high in cholesterol <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know why i just thought of this but did you know if you eat rabbit and only rabbit you will die what because rabbit has no fat on it and you need fat to survive so if you only eat rabbit, you will die. There's like a fucking scientific paper on it. Well, I've never ate rabbit before. So I'm just saying. I guess I don't have to worry about it. But yeah. So if I'm ever in the wilderness and I'm killing animals, don't yeah, don't don't go for too some many deer. Ra- yeah, get you something else other than just a rabbit. Boar. Don't don't focus on rabbits. I would definitely go for a hog, bro. You know oh, how much fuck. fucking good eating that would be. A hundred percent. But I'd probably still die because I wouldn't know how to cut it up and shit. That you would die because they're fucking crazy. Like hogs are like oh, yeah, aggressive they'll, they'll, as fuck. They're you, the dude. most aggressive thing yeah. ever alive. Yeah, you have to get specialized dog kinds of shits. <laughs> right. Did Did you ever remember that show that was about the hog hunters of Texas? No. These people had their own private copter. It was a two man chopper. It was the daughter flying, and then like the older son and the dad. No, and they would I've never shoot heard of this. these fucking hogs. That out is of this fucking hilarious. Tiny though. helicopter. No, bro. I've not heard of that, but yeah. I need to. It was like Jurassic Park. Like they loaded up into <laughs> these fucking jeeps with like shooter seats, gunner seats, dude, and they'd be out there fucking tagging hogs, man. No, I never heard of this, but that's fucking amazing. I want to say it was called Texas Hogging or something like that. Lone Star Talk hogging. about unfair advantage. Like, goddamn. You're just going to fly above me and shoot me in the face. Well, the see, over in that part of Texas they're from, they're overpopulated. Yeah, that's the thing about hogs is they are overpopulated. They're like and fucking they're fucking up farms. Ag- and, yeah, they're, yeah, they're aggressive as fuck. The ecosystem. Yeah, you got to level it out. And that's what these people get paid to do. That's fucking hilarious, though. Shooting hogs out of a fucking helicopter. It's genius. Bro. I mean, you got to be fucking accurate because the hogs aren't that big either. Yeah, you can't just be like out there. I mean, you've got like a Gatling gun or something. Uh-huh. Just mowing motherfuckers down. Who wants bacon? 
have a fucking minigun and you're just like tearing down the forest. You haven't hit wood. <laughs> I'm working on it. Have you fucking fired one of these? It's powerful, bro. It's pure power. You can't do it. Yeah, and I can't stop. I think I almost hit the Predator. That's like one of the fucked, most fucking fucked up hilarious parts of Full Metal Jacket. When that dude's fucking shooting the 50 cow out of the mm-hmm. chopper. You should do a movie on me. I'm fucking good. <laughs> if they move, they're Viet Cong. If they don't move, they're well-trained Viet Cong. Oh, shit. <laughs> How can you just shoot women and children? You just lead them a little more. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. That's a great movie. We should do that one of these days. I'm always down for some Stanley Kubrick. I watched a like a little... Like I guess it's like a thirty year anniversary or whatever with Vincent D'Onofrio. He's like that movie set my career up. He's like if Stanley Kubrick ever asked me for anything, I would have done it because I got twelve. He's like I could tell you twelve movies I got because of that role because of Gomer Pyle, right? And they made him get fatter. Like he's like I wasn't that big. He's like and they t- made me kept. They were like, do you care to put on this twenty pounds? He's like, whatever y'all need. And he's like, I was just eating donuts and 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 toe and you know bread with butter and shit. You know, I'm surprised we haven't done a uh, Stanley Kubrick movie. But I, what would we do? Shining. I would do Clockwork Orange. I would do uh, Apocalypse Now. Or that's Coppola. That's Coppola. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I would. I would probably pick uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. So especially that first opening scene, mm. opening like segment. What yeah. would you call it? But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. All of boot camp. The, the whole thing, the, the first, second, and third act. That's one of those other ones that's like a perfect movie. Right. You would have a hell of a time trying to redo that. Or, 100%. Uh, or outdo that. Yeah. Um, that Christmas vacation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the squirrel gets out, and uh, Clark thinks they've like lost it or whatever, and it's on his fucking back. And then the Rottweiler fucking takes him down, and then eventually it just runs outside. There's there's scenes in this where I'm like it's so fucking stupid. I don't know if it's dated or whatever, but like when he brings down the uh, addict, yeah, stairs and they hit him in the face. I was like, okay, but it really leads to a very sweet scene. I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Like yeah. he gets trapped up there, which is like, okay, could that really happen? I don't have an addict like that. If you uh, if the if the if the latch is stuck on your side. Mm-hmm. And the only way is to pull the string. Like some, of so them, you really could get stuck up there. Well, then you know, like you said, they they make it now. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure they've like updated it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it just got stuck, and that was like the whole gag because, of course, he sets the projector up on the fucking <laughs> on the fucking door. <laughs> that is the one part of this movie that actually made me laugh out loud because I forgot about it. But he so, sets the projector up on the door. So he's up there and he's hiding gifts. And then while he's hiding the gifts, he finds a gift that his parents hid from him because it says to Clark. And it's like, no, it says from Clark to mom. Mother's oh, Day so apparently it's another deleted scene. It's supposed to be a running gag of him finding gifts that he's hidden up there and forgotten about. Uh, so it's supposed to cut back and forth to them at the mall buying shit and him finding these like gifts in the attic. But they cut it down to that. one. Yeah, well, I mean, that it like I said, it makes it more impactful because yeah. what well, he finds the gift then he finds the old movies and then he's he's just in his pajamas. So he's freezing. So, he- well, no, it's not even that it's he's finds these like women's. Uh, 
I don't know what he's oh, going to call right. him. Like, there's it's cold. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, he finds this thing that women used to wear to like dry their hair. Like a head wrap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then these like women's gloves for like winter. And then, like, but he had like a, like a fur, like a fur throw. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, like a, whatever they put around their shoulders. A fox. That's right. <laughs> it, he's like throwing all this lady shit on. And yeah. he's just watching the fucking home movies. And of course, it's from like when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Of course, it showed the great grandparents when they're a little younger. He's still smoking stoves. Um, and it's just like gives you that good feeling. Like, you know what I mean? And you get what his motivation is, is to give his family that kind of Christmas. Right. And that's kind of the beauty in it, too. And that's why I said why it's so relatable, because I'm sure everything didn't go perfect for them then. But when mm-hmm. you're a kid, you don't notice all the bullshit. That's true. And Very that's much. what makes a great parent that you just remember the good shit. Yeah. And even for if it was just for that one day, the bad shit didn't you don't remember it because it was very little or you just didn't care. I talk about magic you had, you know, right. I talk about this with my dad a lot because my dad did not have a lot of money. My parents separated when I was eight. So my dad make made do with me and my brother. But he was really creative about having family days that didn't cost a lot of money. Right. Like I'm impressed with like he would take us to the beach and all you really have to pack is like a lunch and gas. Like, it's really not a whole lot. Or he would take us, like, to the air show. You really just... Anything you just had to pack a lunch for and then have a good day. A couple sandwiches. Yeah, he would take us on hikes. Like, you just need a couple of sandwiches and a drink, whatever. But he was, like, the master at... Uh, Balling on a budget. You know, uh, half-baked. Mm. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my dad, basically. Mm. <laughs> Can we do the the most amount of things with the least amount of money? Right. So I applaud him for that because, yeah, he killed it. Uh, But that's why I said that's it it is really like that's the heart of the movie because you see what he's going for. And uh, and then, of course, the wife pulls down. um, And it's so fucking like everything goes, everything goes. And it made me laugh. And I hate that. It made me laugh. I hate it when things catch me off guard and make me laugh. You hate it that you when I'm trying to hate him. Yeah, Yeah. I was trying to hate this movie. And I'm like, God, there's so much charm. And I realize it's not because of Chevy Chase. It's because John Hughes. That's what I said. Depending, it doesn't regardless of how you feel this. That's why this movie is a Christmas classic, because it just puts you in the spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of relatable things that happen in this movie. And And, and the older you get, like it's harder to find those things that make you feel the way you did when you were younger. And this movie does that for so many people. You know, the wife made a comment. um, I don't know if we said it on the podcast or not, but she's like, you love giving gifts more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And I was thinking about it for a second. And I was like, I remember when I was a kid and what it felt like to open those gifts. And I want to give people that same feeling. But so, uh, and that's awesome. Yeah. But that's what I said. That's why this movie is so loved in the way it is, because it just gives you that good feeling. Right. And after rewatching it, like I haven't seen it since I was younger, but I do understand why people love this movie. And like, I was trying to hate on it before we started doing this, but it's so hard to, like, it's such a charming movie. I love when they all go sit down to dinner and the turkey looks perfect. Like they finally are going to get their perfect holiday. Right. You know, picture perfect. (laughs) And then the fucking turkey just explodes. It's a little dry. (laughs) It's like a tire blowing out on the interstate. Right. Well, what's wrong, woman? It looks great. Just a little, just a little dry. Just a little dry. (laughs) And they're all just trying to. 
<laughs> like just like they're dipping the shit in water. Oh boy's just pouring fucking gravy on, you know? Yeah. And uh I feel that though. Like you really did get those like insecurities around the holiday. Like one year I was supposed to cut the turkey and I cut it, but I didn't do like the undercut to like yeah. separate all the pieces. And they called me out on it after everyone got their plate. Like Greg didn't know how to cut a turkey. I was like, well, fuck everyone about this. Like, well, then give year, me your piece back. Shit. <laughs> you cut your own fucking turkey. Right. Year. Um, but I love that. Like, uh, right before he gets to cut it, he's like, I just want to thank everybody for being here. And it's been the best Christmas ever. And he's save me the net Clark. <laughs> All right. Eddie. <laughs> All right. Eddie. <laughs> Well, the thing about the movie is they set everything up to be like this wonderful, magical thing and then undercut it with a joke. Yeah. It's like Marvel before it's Marvel. Like the only thing that could go wrong does. Right. And uh, I love when he's like trying to get the kids excited because my grandfather and my dad, and, you know, my mom and them used to do shit like that, too. Like, oh, I heard that two straight troopers called over the radio that they saw Santa going over with the the Rockies or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And fucking Eddie. You serious, Clark? <laughs> well, because they just had the conversation that they didn't have the money to buy their uh, kids' gifts. Right. <laughs> so, and they told their kids that Santa wouldn't be coming this year because, you know, they weren't broke. at home or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up. I love that that scene with the daughter because Clark's already bought their Christmas, their Christmas and shit. And uh, the little girl gets up when he's like fantasizing about the pool and like the sexy bitch at the pool. Uh, isn't that a callback to uh, the, the original, original vacation? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Same thing with uh, same thing with the reboot. Yeah, they kind of she gets hit by the fucking semi, but, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the little girl catches him in there. I really like because I haven't seen this in so long. Uh-huh. I really thought he was going to turn around and have like a huge erection. Oh my! And God. he was going to have to like hide it like somehow right or like knock over a vase of flowers or something like yeah. that did they didn't go that far which yeah. i appreciate because right. that's dark humor that's, so that's what keeps it under the r yeah. um <laughs> but so it's like you know it's very sad because like the girl says like well we've been good every year and we still ain't got jack shit <laughs> It was pretty sad. Like she telling this heartwarming story, and then like she just cusses like it's natural as fuck, and like he's just like okay, but then like you know he tells her like I promise you're gonna have a good Christmas, and yeah. he sends her off to bed or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, after the shit with the squirrel, everything you and this fucking squirrel, he gets the he finally gets his bonus. Yeah, because he hasn't so gotten like, it. It's right. like an ongoing thing. He's like, I haven't got my bonus. I don't think I'm getting one this year. But finally, the U- USPS guy was like, it fell, it fell between my seats. Here you go. I'm sorry. It's late. And then he opens it up. And it's a fucking year supply of what? Jello. Jello. Jello the month club. Yeah. Well, you know, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. All year long. <laughs> I fucking wanted to choke it. Oh, fuck you forever. I love when he was, uh, he just keeps dipping the fucking eggnog like just keeps dipping which you know call back it's uh it's the moose from rocky and bullwinkle no well yeah i think either that or i just like i think uh the mascot for the for the first movie Mm -hmm. where, where they're going Oh, that makes sense. I don't know why I can't think of this fucking place. I can't either. Because they go in the, in the reboot. Too. Right. They're going to the theme park of mm-hmm. the moose. And I think that the moose is the... is the. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. I was like, why are they drinking out of moose glasses? But whatever. 
That makes sense, right? Yeah, the callback. Yeah, I get it. But when he ripped it up, I was like, I think there was supposed to be a check in there and he ripped it up. Like, this is me not being. Yeah, it was. He was thinking it was his bonus so he could get the pool because he was telling everybody how excited he was. What I'm saying is I thought like he pulled out the year supply of Jello and there was also a check inside the envelope and he ripped it up. Oh, no, no. But this is me not seeing the movie in so long. Right, right. Yeah, he fucking flips out and then starts motherfucking. Although that rant was pretty fucking epic. Yeah, because he doesn't say like much. I think he only says like one curse word. And yeah, like he doesn't say many cuss words, but he does go on a fucking rant. I was like, I wonder how much of this is ad lib because that's pretty impressive. And I love how Eddie also knocks the fucking windmill apart, and then like Clark tries to like fix it, and right, the right, whole right. fucking thing falls apart. And he's like, "Just leave it, Eddie. I'll 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 get that later." <laughs> Like I said, him and Randy Quaid back they and do. forth. They do. They're back great. and forth. It's pretty great. Uh, so he goes on that rant and Randy Quaid decides to like, well, I'm going to fix Christmas. So I'm going to take my RV and go kidnap his boss. Because he's kind of simple. And bring you right. His heart is bigger oh, than his we brain. we cannot skip this movie. Shout out to my boy Keith who did this. Uh, he made this scene today um, on TikTok. <laughs> Bucket gets up and he's like, what are you doing? Watching an idiot dump sewage into our... Oh, right, right, right. Into our sewer. (laughs) She's like, he's so, he just, he doesn't know any better, Clark. She's like, he ought to know it's illegal to dump sewage into into an open gas thing. He goes, if anybody lit a match within 10 feet, I'd hate to see what happens. (laughs) Call batter. That's a little, that's what we call a little foreshadowing right there. Right, right, right. Sprinkled a little bit. But I do, it is a callback too. Foreshadowing and a callback. He sees Clark, this motherfucker's drinking a beer at seven in the morning, smoking a stogue. In his fucking underwear and a robe. Is that illegal? I wonder. To pour sewage down an open fucking sewer? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it? I don't see why. It's a fucking sewer. You have to hook it. You have to hook it. You have to hook it up to your septic tank. Yeah. It's like a drain. Like there's an actual like gizmo that you hook it up to at RV parks. I know that much. It doesn't even have to be an RV park. My grandparents used to park theirs in my house. I don't think they had a hookup. I think they just had like a shit storage. Yeah. But don't you have a. Uh, septic tank or do I you do. have i do now but not not that good. i don't want them hooking up their fucking thing on my septic tank no it's like uh it's it's like you it's like from rv they shit in this tank and then you go to a place and you get it fucking vacuumed out right i know that much like it's like a porta potty but with like water and but shit. i don't know i don't have an rv so i don't know like where i take it well that's what i'm saying people that that use RVs, they stay at RV parks, and that's where you can empty them. That's literally what I just said. I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. You're just reiterating what I no, said. No, no, oh, okay. No, no, no. I see. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's dumping it down the fucking sewage, which hey, I was he, like, that's actually not a bad idea. Like, that's some shit I would do. He sees Clark seeing him. Shitter's full. Shitter's full. <laughs> and then the fucking, and the fucking neighbor comes out. Outside. They're getting ready to go on their fucking jog and their matching jogging suits. Morning. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Shitter's full. Shitter's full. <laughs> and they like start fucking They just back back in. They go right back in the house. <laughs> fucking great. Oh. I also love the scene uh, when the tree gets caught on fire by the uncle and he goes outside with his fucking hockey mask on and listen, Griswold, you're oh, yeah, fucking he snapped, out of here. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> his kid tries to talk him down. He's like, you know what? Good talk, dad. You know what? You do your thing. Do you what know, you need to do. Good talk, dad. <laughs> Shout out to Leonard. Right. Uh, he cuts the fucking tree in their yard down and it goes through the fucking window and he just drags it out. 
She's like, what are you doing? You're going crazy. You're, you're acting crazy. And then, like you said, he goes, we're going to have the greatest Christmas on this side of the nut house. We're going to be a bunch of jolly assholes around here. <laughs> going into the rant, right? said. So now we're, we're all caught up. I feel good. Right. So his, his. Eddie goes and kidnaps. Eddie goes and kidnaps his fucking. Bill Murray's dad. Right. And then brings him back. And he's. Like explains the whole thing to him. Like, yeah, because the reason like I'm a- reason I'm pissed is because you didn't give us a bonus. He overheard it, and he his heart's bigger than his brain, so he fucking did what he needed to do. But I'll take fucking rap for it. And then this is when the boss sees. I love how the cops like just ju- kick in every fucking window. That's what I was thinking house. too. Like you're just gonna go through the whole well, neighborhood. Well, this dude's super rich, super powerful guy. Yeah. And his wife just said somebody just came and fucking kidnapped my husband on Christmas Eve. Right. So it makes sense that they would call the whole fucking police department. They wouldn't do that for me. No, not for us, but for the (laughs) most important man in town, they would. Yeah. And uh, I love that when the cops bust in, she grabs his dick. And then, like, the wife comes in and she's like, she's like, Philip, Philip or Morris or whatever his name is. And she's like giving him a hug and shit. And he's like, she's like, what is the meaning of all this? She's like. This, honey, honey, everything's fine. It's a big misunderstanding. This is Clark Griswold. He works for me. And this is his wife. And she, she like, takes his hand off his table. She's like, nice to meet you. <laughs> but there's, like, guns, like, pointed at all right, their faces. Right. It's fucking hilarious. Very, it's slapsticky, but, like, in a good way. Right. Um, That's back when, like, they could do shit like this in a movie. And I feel like, like, it didn't hurt anything. Like, you know, like, the police academies and animal house and stuff just like where it was just like I, I well everyone hates cops now so when you do that shit it's like oh that's real yeah so you can't really do that anymore you can't right. make fun of cops because everyone apparently hates them even though we need them so they stand between us and anarchy yeah right people don't realize that like but like we defund the police and it's like oh do you want to get robbed and stabbed and die because that's what's going to happen you imagine calling 911 and that bitch just went Right. <laughs> Mercy, you are calling is no longer in service. The fuck you mean they're not in service? What am I supposed to do? Defend yourself like you wanted. And then a fucking Molotov cocktail comes through your living room. And this is what happens when you defund the police. Yeah. So, moral of the story is everybody be some evil. They're necessary evil. Right. Anyways, back onto the Christmas. Easy to say for two white men. Yeah, it's true. I don't have to worry about that shit. <laughs> God, that was terrible. It was very bad. Yeah. Poor taste. Yeah. I mean, you know, not all jokes land where they're supposed to, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so they pretty much get it squashed. And then, like you said, he says, you know, my my cousin's a fucking idiot. Like, please don't take us to jail or him to jail or whatever. And then, like, I don't know. It felt kind of like forced. And he's like, you've changed my opinion. I'm going to give you. No, a- it's only because the fucking wife makes him feel like a piece of shit. Right. I'm going to reinstate everyone's you bonuses. Didn't. You get 20% more than what you got last year kind of thing. And then, you know, that's that's the movie. Yeah, Moral of the story. If you kidnapped your boss, he'll give you a raise. Yes. At least in the 80s. Yeah. Anyways, 1989, you could do that shit. Not today. But like I said, it wraps up a fantastic Christmas movie, and I'm glad I got to watch it. I know I'll watch it at least one more time before the holiday's over. It's not going to be in my Christmas rotation just because I have. I was a, really hoping I could have got it. I could have. No, I just over. have such a poor taste in my mouth for Chevy Chase. I Man. don't want to support anything he ever does. But I will say I understand why people love this movie, and it's still a Christmas favorite of everyone. So, 
Yeah, this gets a par 10, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you either love it or you hate it. I, I give it a recommended on a Christmas movie, but if you hate Chevy Chase, then, you know, stay away from it. But you already know that. Like, I'm not going to say anything you don't already know. That's what I'm saying. The people that love this movie, it, he, they could find out tomorrow that he was best friends with Hitler. It right. Would, and they matter. would give no fucks. Still going to watch this Still movie. love this movie. So, um, it's just, it's, I just can't get over the Chevy Chase thing, but if you can, like, cause we always talk about separating the art from the artist, and I can't do it in this instance. So right. it's whatever. So what movie are you planning on giving me? Hey, we have a stack of movies right there. You should pick from it. I should pick from it. <laughs> Not pick from it, but grab the top one. The top one. Yeah. It's taken from the, uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, so... Is this the one from 74? Grab the uh, the other one. Yeah, so... Oh, dude, my buddy bought this one. Oh, did he? Yeah, I guess it just came out. Scream Factory did a release of Black Christmas. Yes, the 1974 one, because the remake is fucking awful. You know how many things I've heard about just, just in the past week about how great a movie this is? I, a couple years ago, I was scrounging for like christmas movies i came across this i was like hey we should watch it talking to the wife and uh i loved it like i liked it a lot more than i expected to so i figured you know we always do greg to want to get the shit scared out of him on the most magical happiest time of the year right but i enjoyed it a lot more than i expected to screamed at a re-release of it so i was like fuck it why not let's do it so i gave you the have you watched it yet or are you just waiting like to when we watch it Oh, till we when we watch it, yeah, I'm waiting. But you have seen it. I have seen it. Oh, okay. I saw it like two years ago. I meant like the, the reason why I asked because I didn't know how you'd seen the quality of like because you know sometimes they say that it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Was it worth the trade? I've heard that. Like the uh, the T two that I bought that steel book. People say that's not the greatest 4K restoration, but the fucking steel book is fucking awesome. So I have not seen this one yet, but I'm not super picky about it if it looks good it's whatever but i'm not going to compare the blu-ray to the 4k to the 4k ultra right. hd like i'm not that particular about it if it looks good it looks good not that big on the ratios right i just picked this one up today because we went to uh best buy and we got a espresso maker and the wife was like hey you want to go look at movies and i was like sure why not and as we were walking out i was like snatch what is it wally the criterion edition look at that cover neck that is cool that cover goes hard. I will say this. This is a very underrated Disney movie. Like mm-hmm. nobody ever brings it up. And the I, guy that did Finding Nemo did this. Right. I fucking love Wally to death. And that cover, I was like, I gotta get it. So I bought Wally on Criterion 4K. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's a fucking very close to what we're going for. We'll all just be fat fucks in a chair. hundred percent. It's just a virtual golf. It's exactly what we're going to be in the future in like a hundred years. And then, so I came across this one whenever it uh, got announced. What did you do? And I was like, I cannot not buy this for Nick. I have to buy this for Nick. So I got you a Christmas gift. It's a little early, but whatever. I don't care. I like Christmas. You You were just, you're too much, man. You're welcome. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. Live opening. No, you didn't. No, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get it before you got it for yourself. Bro. <laughs> you got me fucking Clerks 3, y'all. Like, dude, I still haven't even seen it. Hey, you haven't. Well, there you go. It. Thank you so much, dude. 
<laughs> no problem. This is the best gift. You are a good gift giver, bro. This is fucking <laughs> awesome. When you got me the wizard, that was that was badass because I never would have thought he would remember that. I just mentioned it like once, and now now he's got me that too. Is this the fucking? It's a steel book. Is it a steel book? Yeah. Jesus, bro. Thank you. No problem. I gotta get you something good, dude. No, you're good. Look at that. <laughs> That's fucking thank you. They man. did a uh they did a release of it. They wouldn't even let you pre-order it. They waited till it released before you could even fucking buy it. I so. love the purple too. Right. It, it's the fucking cover goes hard. Damn it. Now I gotta watch this tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta stay up and watch this. I gotta work <laughs> in the morning. I don't give a shit. Thank you so much, man. That is so fucking no cool, bro. That is awesome. Oh my god. I now have every Kevin Smith movie. There you go. Hey, that's great. Let's hit the other We don't talk about that one. We don't talk about Yoga We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fucking awesome, dude. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, Black Christmas is going to be a good one. I think this is the first for us, though. We've never done a horror movie in no, we uh Christmas is still kind of a new thing for us. Last year, we did movie for movie, and I was like, I want to mix it up. I want to do things outside of the Christmas box and horror Christmases, especially since I watched Black Christmas, and I loved it so much. I just, you know, I thought it would be fun to do it on the podcast. Well, like, I was excited because uh, I guess they remade it. They did remake it. and, and I Somebody tr- told me it wasn't nearly as... So, good. the whole thing is... They remade it. I tried watching it. I got about a quarter of a way and I was like, this is dog crap. And I looked at the wife and I was like, you want to watch the original? Like, cause there's a reason they remade it. The original was probably pretty good. So we put on the original. I fucking loved the original. Some people say that it's like in their top five horror movies. A hundred percent. Like if you don't, if you're a horror and you don't love black Christmas, then you don't love horror. Cause it's so fucking good. Like, and then, um, another one I wanted to do is I don't know if we're going to be able to get to it because of time or whatever, but as a deadly night is another one that people love. It's like a little cult horror film, but, but I love black Christmas. I've seen it. I love it. I want you to watch it and we can talk about it. So that's going to be a good one. Um, I'm not going to tell you what my next pick's going to be. Obviously going to leave me hanging. It is a Christmas movie though. And I feel like we Christmas movie for you is so fucking vague. If they have a Christmas hat in the movie, you're like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, no, this is a full on Christmas movie. Okay, Rudolph's. It is definitely one that you would not think of automatically. Well, I love most Christmas movies, so I'm like kind of It's outside the box. Let's just say that. Outside the box. Not literally. I'm nervous and excited. Not literally. (laughs) I'm nervous and I'm excited at the same time. Because I love Christmas movies. Yeah, I feel like we've said it, or maybe maybe I was talking to somebody else, I don't know, but I know that I've said this like recently, and this movie is great, Christmas movie, and it's never brought up when it talked about great Christmas movies. Oh, speaking of, last episode I was talking about how people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, Just Friends. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, you said that. I, I didn't did. say it. I didn't say it on the podcast, but oh, I meant okay. to say it. I was like, there's another action movie that people thought Lethal Weapon is technically a christmas movie i guess so if die hard's a christmas movie lethal weapon's a christmas movie now here's one for you this one will throw you for a fucking loop do you count the breakup as a christmas movie because after they break up and three months later they run into each other it's christmas time i hate that those movies that like are a year span yeah and christmas is kind of like sprinkled in there it's like ah, it doesn't really count but i don't think i've seen the breakup there's what 
Oh, well, that's going on the list for two. Who is it? Who's in it? Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, dude. How the fuck have you not seen this movie, Greg? If I've seen it, I don't remember it. Oh my god, bro, that's definitely going. Although on the list. I do love Vince Vaughn, I was talking about this to the wife. Like, this is like peak Vince Vaughn, baby. Really? Yeah. I was telling her like I haven't seen Vince Vaughn. I knew he did that like prison movie not too long ago. I already people fucking people great. up in that movie, dude. Yeah, I've been kind of movie. really wanting to watch it, but. I got a lot of comedies to get through, so we're probably not going to get to that one unless you pick up. I mean, we got a long year coming up, man. We got a long year of, like, comedy movies. We can hit comedy. We can go action. We can go action comedy. We can hit dramas. Gangster, come back. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. This is true. But I am looking forward to Black Christmas. Yeah. So, Black Christmas. I hate being scared. It's not really scary. It's more of, like, a... uh, I mean, it's 74, so I don't expect to be, like... (gasps) You know what I mean? But, but it's like, so well. I heard it's very fucking creepy, though. Like, it is very creepy. Like It, it, it makes you paranoid watching Have you ever it. seen that video of the guy that was like, I kept I, I kept missing food, and I didn't know where yeah, it was going. Dude's living in the fucking attic. There's a fucking homeless woman living in his fucking attic, and he sees her like crawl out of the cupboards one night. Because he like, sets up a fucking... Right. Yeah, like that's this camp. movie on steroids. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's fucking so creepy, because you like it could happen, and you don't even know it. They said this movie out Halloween's Halloween. Right. Like They said that... Everybody says that like Halloween's the original like thriller yeah. movie. They said that this one was like... Yeah, for it, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, this was made in seventy four. Seventy four before it, and Halloween was made in seventy eight, I believe. So, right. well, well, I guess we're gonna find out next week. Hell yeah! Until then, later, y'all. Later.